Today's podcast will outline some potential threats that could impact your retirement savings in 2022. We'll also offer a few suggestions that could soften the blow. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Fred Sade. Hey, welcome. It is Money Matters USA. This is the podcast devoted to everything to consider in the financial world and especially as it relates to retirement planning and planning properly. Fred Said is the founder and managing director of the firm of the same name, Money Matters USA. Fred holds a PhD in economics from Duke University. He is a fiduciary and for years he's been planning retirement for people. Wherever you're listening to the podcast, Fred can be available for you at 800-593-8188. Fred, good to be with you again. Same here. Yeah, boy. Same here. I will say that we're recording on January 24th. And, uh, and wow, it's, and I, since, you know, we're, we're the, the day we're recording, it's kind of a wild day on wall street. Yes, it is. It, uh, it's the wild west. I mean, it's <laughs> every man for himself. There's a uh, panicky behavior going on. Uh, investors are heading for the hills, particularly the small investor who wants to go to cash and get out of the market. The, um, when a market is in free fall like this, uh, it doesn't matter whether you're a quality stock, whether you have earnings. Uh, every stock is is being hammered. Um, I'm not at all surprised because last week the Nasdaq was down over 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 uh, well between seven between seven points, and then the pre market went down, so a total of ten points, definitely in correction. Uh, territory and um, you know a um, in Apple, a Dell, Amazon, uh, these stocks, these companies have power. They they're not going to go anywhere, but they got they got punished. I mean, the, the top one hundred in the Nasdaq really got hammered, and and a lot of those stocks are are quality stocks with good solid uh, earnings, uh, good. Uh, you know, billions in cash flow, hundreds of millions. Um, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, there were stocks uh, that um, have no earnings and are not going to have any earnings. They have some cash flow, but no earnings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it'd be another cycle or two uh, if they do have earnings. And then those crazy things, the SPACs that. You just put money in, and they figure it out as they go along. They they got punished too, and Bitcoin, and other digital currencies, are, are getting their comeuppance uh, as well. So it's it's quite uh, 
It's quite a week. It's quite a day. Yeah, and it could be quite a year. And uh, as you look at potential threats to, uh, and as it relates to retirement planning, uh, maybe open with that, uh, that the fact that it could certainly be a challenging year for investors. How, how should retirees and people close to retirement approach this? Well, first of all, if, if you have a lot of target date funds, when you're in retirement, uh, it, it's time to recognize that you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. There are two types of, 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 of investments. There are two investments, which is what a target date fund is. It's, it's investment to retirement. And uh, there are, inv- there are uh, other investments which are at retirement. Target date funds are not designed to be carried past the retirement date. So it's time to take a, a hard look, a hard evaluation at where you're, where you're at in terms of what are your investments. Second of all, you've got to look at inflation. Inflation is, is rocking and rowing. This is a, a serious problem. We haven't had this problem. Uh, for a long time, where we're about seven percent or so uh, with inflation, and and you can get that from uh, CPI. Federal Reserve does not care about CPI inflation; they care about the producer price inflation, which is at about five point nine percent. That's what guides and informs their policy. Unfortunately, it doesn't help us when we go to the gas station right. to fill up, get our car repaired. Um, go to the supermarket and look at the empty shelves. Uh, I needed I needed just a few basic items. Couldn't get it at the supermarket, so uh, at uh, nine thirty Saturday morning, I went to Walgreens. Uh, there are probably two customers in the store. I found just about everything that I needed. Uh, still, you know, not many, but they were there. So I just loaded up on <clears throat> what excuse me what I needed. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how I, I got uh, what I wanted. I mean, even Amazon, I get, you know, notice saying, we're sorry, uh, not in stock, out of stock, that can't be delivered, can't give you a delivery uh, date. Inflation yeah. is uh, serious. Uh, it's the highest that it's been in the last 40 years. Okay. The Federal Reserve uh, Chairman Powell did not uh, want to initially address the problem uh, during uh, Senate hearings, he said, well, I guess I should withdraw a transitory. question is, he's withdrawn the language, but does he plan on doing anything about inflation? And you've got divided opinion about this. Some people think that he's coming late to the game, so the Fed's going to move too aggressively. You have other people who think that they can accomplish what they need to accomplish by reducing their balance sheet. And, and not doing much in terms of raising uh, interest rates. Uh, everybody has uh, got an opinion uh, about uh, about what uh, to do. But um, the, the truth of the matter is inflation is high. And the if you're living on a fixed budget, uh, you are going to be in uh, some difficulty. And you're going to have to either make painful adjustments to your lifestyle, or you're going to have to take much larger withdrawals. And the question is, uh, if you are totally portfolio dependent, you are going to run out of money. uh, And it's going to happen a lot faster than you think 
then you think it will. So this may be an opportunity for you to reconsider your situation and not merely just go to cash. Uh, consider uh, how much of your expenses are fixed and how and take the fixed expenses, cover that out, cover that with a, a guaranteed source of payment, and, and that will moderate your uh, your concern and give your time, give your portfolio time to to readjust. Then you have to decide whether or not your portfolio positions are what you want them to be, and whether or not some changes should be made. I think that one of the urban legends and one of the concerns that I always have, I call it an urban legend, and that is that you've got time, time to be in the market. And if you wait long enough, uh, you'll, you'll have, a, you'll, you'll get, um, you know, back to where you started from. Well, the question is, how long will that take? And what is the interest rate? What is the rate of return that you're going to have to achieve uh, in order to to accomplish that? And while you're doing that, you're not earning anything on your money. There's no further growth on, on the money. So being portfolio dependent is, is a very, very dangerous uh, situation to find yourself in. Yeah, because how long did it take many to recover after 08, 08, 09? A lot of people took 10 years, mm. and I, I have seen people come in and tell me that they were just about getting, and then the next, then we had the next downturn, they have just about, and then the next downturn. And when you're taking, you know, and, and uh, most of the projections, and I, and I developed projections, and as a matter of fact, in our upcoming video series, I'm going to uh, talk about that some more, and even uh, we'll show one or two charts where you can actually see what, what the impact is that I'm trying to describe. The thing of it is that all of these charts for comprehend for for comprehension reasons don't show don't show withdrawals coming out. But if you take withdrawals coming out when you're trying to rebuild, that's a, that's almost like trying to climb a mountain straight up, uh, or better. Or, or better, or another observation, which might be hard for people to relate to. Just think of think of an old early World War II dive bomber was diving diving at a seventy degree mm -hmm. angle. <laughs> right, wow. and uh, if it, if you miscalculated and it was at ninety degree angle, mm. you wound up shooting off your propeller. Oh man, yeah, no kidding. It's it's so much to consider now, and I mean we've looked at inflation. Well, again, we're recording on January 24th, so we're seeing a wild day on Wall Street. And then we don't know what's to come, except everyone has a good idea of where taxes are going. But we don't we don't know the whole the whole way that's going to play out with taxes. No, we we don't. Um, the um, right now. Uh, if we just look at on budget items, we're we're going to be over. We're, well, I, I would guess we'll be at about somewhere between 30, 31 trillion with a T uh, dollars based on based on the current spending levels. National and, debt. Uh, yeah, but that doesn't include it does not include a lot of the statutory spending that's not considered to be current current spending, because if you. If you look at the total Social Security 
obligation. If you look at the total Medicare uh, um, obligation, uh, you're looking at well over $100 trillion in, in, in total oh, obligations wow. that the U.S. government uh, has. So some uh, researchers have said that the country is effectively bankrupt. And there's no way that, that you can possibly pay down uh, the debt. And 50% of the debt uh, has been created in the last four years, and, and that's a combination of Social Security and Medica Medicare. Uh, the um, people have to remember that the government has poured trillions of dollars of stimulus uh, into the economy, that money was created out of thin air. Yeah, just uh, just um, the Secretary of the Treasury uh, informed the Federal Reserve uh, how much uh, bank reserves to create, and they do it by the keyboard. Now we, you know, we all say they're printing money. They're not. They're not yeah. literally printing. <laughs> right. It, it's just doing it by by computer. And when you talk about tapering, you're also talking about removing. Um, the money from the set, from the sale, the Treasury's sale, excuse me, the Federal Reserve's sale of bonds, and that's going to be removed again by by keyboard uh, keystroke, and that that's exactly how it how it uh, that's exactly how it works. So, the the government has no money of its own. It, it's either got to print it, it, it um, taxes it, or it seizes it. And, and that's the only way the government uh, has money. It doesn't, doesn't have any money uh, on, it, on its own. In other words, government doesn't go out to work as an entity <laughs> and earn money. No. So that's, that's the reality. Closest thing to that would be the Postal Service, wouldn't it? <laughs> Maybe. Well, the Postal Service is another story. They, they, they've raised the rates and, and reduced the service and somehow... The, uh, they, they they think that, that that's a winning formula. What is a winning formula is you can buy UPS delivery through the through the post postal service and you just drop it off at UPS. Mm -hmm. It's very effective. Uh, it's less expensive than priority. In fact, I did it on Saturday, and uh, both my packages were delivered uh, Monday morning with with priority. Yeah, it would have been good. three days for one and two days for the other. And well, more expensive. <laughs> right. How, how do we, uh, speaking of more expensive, how do we, those hitting retirement, coming into retirement, how do they prepare for higher taxes now? Well, that's that's a good question. Uh, the one thing is um, the Trump tax reform, was intended to eliminate, by raising the standard deduction, it intended to eliminate uh, itemized deductions. It doesn't mean you can't get itemized deductions. It means you have to bunch them up and, and get them maybe in, in one year, maybe two years. But, but, but every year, it's very hard uh, to get it. For a lot of people who have no mortgage, there's no mortgage interest to deduct. They may be able to deduct the, well, they could deduct the taxes, uh, the real estate taxes, but uh, they're really going to be at a loss. So it takes some some planning, some charitable planning to in order to create uh, a, a stream of 
deductions, and that usually will will impact um, withdrawals from from IRAs, not 401ks. It has to be an IRA uh, withdrawal. Um, if you have the opportunity to do Roths, that's that's another mm-hmm. uh, important way of um, uh, of yeah, you'll have more tax up front, but uh, but you after five years, you you can take principal and interest out without it being taxed. You can take principal out at any time during the five year period because it went in after tax. The other thing is uh, you need to recognize, in a more general sense. That you, you need you need to have a an effective distribution strategy. How you harvest income, which asset, and in what order uh, do you take them? If you use the classical method, which is the fidelity or Vanguard method, you will be guaranteed you will run out of money before you die, mm. and that can be a serious problem. So there are there are uh, there are other there are two other methods of how you harvest uh, money and. Um, they they are much more effective than the than the classical uh, method. The other thing people need to realize that the uh, people who call themselves monetarists or New Keynesians uh, is the term that they that they like. Uh, they don't see any problem with uh, with printing money. Uh, they they feel that um, that that's a debt that we owe to ourselves. It doesn't have to be uh, repaid, and it won't cause inflation. Well, they're at they're at the helm, and uh, we have inflation, and, and this is um, demand-based inflation. The administration uh, poured a lot of money into the economy. It uh, sent people money even after the COVID situation uh, was over, and um, we have the classical definition: too much money chasing too few goods. Yeah. And even if we get the supply chain problem solved, that's a cyclical problem. It's going to help. There are structural problems that we have in the economy that is not going to go away, even if we solve the uh, supply chain uh, issue. So if, if you are uh, in retirement or you're nearing retirement, you, you, have, to, um, you have to recognize that um, the increased taxes and you will, inflation automatically bumps you up into higher brackets. That's a dirty little secret that the government never likes to uh, admit. So they, they have a built-in, uh, they're on a glide path where they have a built-in uh, uh, ability to collect uh, revenue. And um, you uh, were not expecting necessarily to pay these higher taxes in retirement, but there you go. Uh, you have to face that. So uh, again, a, an effective harvesting strategy uh, is is an imperative, and also having a diver- the at- location of assets uh, is also uh, important. Um, if you have high growth assets, uh, you don't necessarily want them in, in a tax deferred uh, account. Uh, you may want them in a brokerage account to get capital gain treatment, or you might want them in a Roth, uh, where they're never going to be taxed. This is this is where a, a capable advisor, uh, and and working with your your CPA or enrolled agent uh, can be of enormous help uh, to you. But this is going to be a lot of challenge. Well, it is, and we're we're facing challenges in 2022, and it's certainly no secret that investing for retirement 
is and in retirement, it's vastly different than investing while you're working. When we come back, Fred's going to offer some tips on what you can do if you're near or in retirement to help you maximize your retirement dollars. That's coming up on Money Matters USA. Are you losing sleep over market volatility affecting your hard-earned retirement savings? You can't afford to lose a big portion of your nest egg with not enough time to recover. Many people want safety and the guarantee of principle, but also prefer the potential of higher growth with the market. And now you can have both. Call Fred Sade at Money Matters USA at 800-593-8188. That's 800-593-8188. We're back with Money Matters USA. You've just heard about the firm and how to get in touch with Fred Sade. And just keep in mind, we're, we're worldwide with the podcast, no matter where you are. Uh, if you're close to home with Fred or far away, he can help you out. Of course, through technology, you can still set up a virtual appointment with Fred and talk about your retirement strategies. 800-593-8188. Again, 800-593-8188. Well, you know, in many ways, and many people are do-it-yourselfers. So in many ways, people do like to take on projects themselves. Uh, but as far as getting to retirement, it, it's just... It's complex. It definitely is. And it requires a very different approach in investing than you had when you were working. It's really time to call on a professional, a fiduciary, uh, which Fred is, and a retirement specialist, which Fred is, and help you wade through the financial red zone. So we're going to take a look at some things to consider uh, that Fred wants to talk about that uh, and it, uh, a good retirement specialist would talk to you about. What should you do with your accounts, Fred, as you get closer to retirement? Is it time to maybe uh, declutter a little? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, most. Um, let's step back just one second uh -huh. here. Um, when you're looking at um, setting up, let's say, three buckets, you want a bucket, bucket that, that is uh, liquid, you want, you want a longer-term bucket that will give you some growth, but you need a middle bucket that's going to protect your principal and, and give you a guaranteed and predictable income. Now, when you're looking, when you are pre-retirement, most 401k plans are loaded with target date funds. The, without getting into the pros and cons of, of target date funds, I will just say that target date funds, uh, if, if you um, categorize them, they are two funds, T-O, two funds. And, and they're called two funds because they carry you to retirement. There's a second type of, of fund and, and or ETF, and that's an at fund. You are now at retirement. Mm -hmm. And the target date fund is not uh, appropriate once you are at uh, retirement. Now, one of, the, one of the reasons for staying in a 401k plan is twofold. One is so that you have access to target date funds. And number two uh, is if you have enormous tax problems and you need protection uh, against creditors. As long, uh, creditors cannot 
normally get at the assets in an ERISA plan that does not count for the Internal Revenue Service. They can pierce anything. But uh, non-IRS, will, will, you'll have protection. Now, if, if that is not the case, then consolidation makes all the sense uh, in, the, in the world because you are required to take uh, RMDs from a 401k plan. Now, if you are working, that would not be the case uh, unless you were greater than a 5% owner uh, of, a, of a business. But uh, otherwise, the uh, RMDs that you take from an IRA do not count for RMDs for 401k. You have to, they, they, each 401k plan that you are in, whether it's an old plan, new plan, you must take an RMD. You cannot aggregate RMDs from 401k plans. And if you uh, have a, a Roth 401k, that's, you have to aggregate all Roth 401ks and you have to take, and they have to be treated uh, as, as, one, as one plan. Uh, none of, that's not true for, um, for individual uh, Roths. So yeah, it, it, makes, it makes a lot of sense. It's, it's simpler. Uh, and also if um, you, it's more predictable, and uh, you could be saving uh, fees. You get more control over your uh, decisions. And um, consolidation, um, you know, consolidation makes sense unless you're in that situation where you have a lot of debt and, and somebody's chasing you. So I, I think it makes, you know, very powerful sense, especially when you're loaded up with target date funds. Well, we, we talked about um, inflation and we touched on longevity, and that's what you need to plan on living a long retirement, um, potentially as long as you worked. Yeah, I mean, retirement today uh, could can go 20, 30, 40 years. It, it's not impossible. And, and we've talked about the, the numbers in previous podcasts and in our video uh, series uh, where the, the the probability of getting to age 94 is extremely it's extremely high and um, getting to 100 uh, you know is is about 21 22 percent if you can get to 94 so will your portfolio hold up the odds are if if you're a, a middle investor 600,000 to a million it will not and you are going to be dependent on home equity and Social Security. All the more reason why you need a capable, well-thought-out, maximum cash flow Social Security strategy. Don't minimize the importance of Social Security for cash flow and because what it does to you from a tax perspective. Or leaving the taxes aside, uh, the necessity of a sound Social Security strategy can't be underestimated. If you have five hundred to six hundred thousand, you're going to run out of money. There's there's no ifs, ands, or buts uh, about it. And uh, if you're above that, even if you're at two three million, you still want to have a sound Social Security strategy that will take pressure off your uh, portfolio, mm-hmm. uh, and it um, will be helpful to you, uh, especially in a down market that we're going through. Uh, right now, if um, if if you have uh, 50,000, 55,000 coming out of Social Security, uh, if you have a spouse, 
that's that is uh, very significant. Think of, think of it as capital replacement. How much capital do you need to generate uh, fifty five thousand dollars a year in, in, to, in today's the reality of today's uh, market and today's interest rates? If you look at it in terms of of capital replacement, then all of a sudden this starts to make more sense than if you just say, "Man, but it's a big deal." It is a big deal. Does that uh, make us take a, a, a different look than at when we claim Social Security? Yeah, it or? does. And uh, you're, 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 look, you're, looking, you're looking at not only a, a maximum cash flow strategy, how you, how you get to a maximum cash flow strategy, because uh, when uh, President Obama uh, insisted uh, that in 2015 that the two most uh, use strategies be ended. Um, uh, he argued that oh, some fat cats are uh, are benefiting. Again, another fifty thousand a year. But what he forgot to tell you is that uh, yeah, the fifty thousand was true. But you had to live at age one hundred in order to get it. So uh, otherwise, <laughs> oh. Yeah, but what what he also didn't care. He cared about the soundbite. Mm. But what he didn't tell you is that um, you know um, the. Census Bureau study, it's about four years old now, but it said that 37% of Americans have less than $1,000 in the bank and uh, do not own their own home. They're the people who got hurt the most by eliminating uh, the, the, um, the two uh, leverage strategies, if you will, that, 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 were, being, uh, that were being used, but now uh, aren't, aren't available uh, any, any longer. So uh, for most people, the full retirement is now age 67. So uh, this, this, this approach was not, was not helpful. Uh, Low-income people get more benefits from Social Security anyway because of how the bend points are, are adjusted, the, the percentage of income at, at, uh, at different amounts. So higher-income people get less from Social Security as, as it is, but they still can get a significant uh, uh, amount. Uh, the important thing is don't minimize Social Security. When we do our planning, uh, and I should also point out to, to the listeners that, that uh, in our planning for Money Matters USA is uh, fee-only uh, planning. And so when we do our planning, we look at what the replacement income is and its sources without Social Security. And then we inject Social Security and show you what, what the differential is when you have a maximum cash flow strategy. And then we look at the tax situation. Before we do all that, you need to have a sound distribution strategy. I know, I know I'm repeating myself now, but, but I can't emphasize the importance of this, all, all this nitpicking about whether to do this or that, or is, is, none of that, none of that is uh, vitally uh, important. Uh, it's it, the, the basics, the fundamentals. When, 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 a, when a player learns to play a sport, they start, you start with the fundamentals. You don't start with the fancy uh, trick shots. You, you, you start with basics. Once you learn the basics, you then build on top of that. And it's the same thing here. When you build a, when you build a building, you need a foundation. How strong the building and how high it's going to be, it will determine the, um, the strength of the foundation. You don't, you don't start a 10-story building on the eighth floor. You start mm -hmm. with the foundation. 
That's true. And getting a, a really, you almost have to lay a new foundation when you enter retirement as far as your mindset and you are entering that distribution phase of your life. Does that mean, is it possible then there are more emotions that need to be um, checked <laughs> or, or kept at bay uh, when you retire as opposed to other times of your life? Yeah, yeah. The the individual investor is is driven uh, by behavioral considerations, and 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 that's by emotion. Uh, in in this market, the route is occurring because people are going to cash. Now, the professional investors are are picking their spots. Uh, usually, non-American investors usually buy on the dip, and then American investors then come in. But it's usually large institutional and capital management firms that do that. The the, the individual investor is going to miss uh, the five, six uh, best uh, buying days. They come late to the game. So then the market, let's say, rebounds, and it rebounds 25%, but all they got is 12. And then they want to know, why did I only get 12? Well, because you're out of the market in the, on the five highest days. Mm. and so And so you miss the the rebound. It's very difficult for people to uh, be able to control their emotions. Fear, panic uh, sets in. They can't sleep. Uh, the, the the internal stress uh, just uh, is too much for them to take. So that's why when we do our evaluations, we we are looking at uh, their risk composure, <clears throat> their risk compassion capacity. And, uh, and 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 suitability, but the 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 real issues really are, are risk composure and risk capacity. I'm not minimizing suitability, but most of the suitability forms are, are drawn up by lawyers uh, in compliance, and and what we use is not uh, for that purpose. We we really need to know how much money you are willing to lose. What what what? How much is that? And um, how how much internal stress can you take before you have to act? Those those are the two essentials that that uh, are really uh, imperative. And uh, I recently had somebody who who came in, and after uh, a, a number of sessions, uh, he said to me, "Yeah, I'm willing to lose fifty percent." And his wife said, "Yeah, we are. We're willing to lose fifty percent. We're really aggressive investors." And I said, "Okay, well, you have a million three. Uh, in, to in total investable assets, if you lose 50%, you're now down at, at 615000 and you are 71 years of age. So uh, are you willing to make that loss? And they thought about it, and they said, no, 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 no that's not what we meant. We, meant <laughs> we, were, we want to take a lot of risk in, in one particular sector. Uh, we want to take a lot of risk in the in the energy sector, so we're willing to lose up to fifty percent in that one sector. So I said, okay. So overall, that's about a twelve percent portfolio loss. I said, okay, I'm 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 fine, you know, with that because because the makeup <coughs> on that uh, can be done, you know, in about a year, year and a half uh, from a down market. So I said that that that's fine. So. Maybe it's a case where where people are, are thinking one thing and and um, you know and they're not communicating it not properly, or maybe people problem. have to see the reality yeah. of, of what it, of what a big loss uh, means. Mm. The, other th the, the 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 thing of it is, I I don't think that people um, 
you know, under, under, the pe people behavior uh, is is what drives uh, the small investor, and and that's that's the real uh, issue. Trying to um, educate them and help them through that is uh, you know is is a real undertaking. But but it, it takes a lot of education and and a slow process. Uh, where we have three, four, five, six, seven meetings with the client uh, in, in order to go through that process, so so that uh, they can be real clear uh, in their in their understanding and have that understanding that they did not have uh, when they when they first uh, when they first came in. And I realize, you know, that we have do-it-yourselfers, and since we're a fee-only firm, it, it uh, it's not a it's not an issue uh, for for us. But you know, a lot of a lot of a lot, some of these some uh, of people also have advisors. You know, they love they love their advisor. I mean, it's like it's like you know, they've been their advisor for fifteen years, and and they love them. Meanwhile, you still have to have conversations with them that that advisor is not having. When I first started out, I tried to do accumulation and deaccumulation, and I realized that I couldn't do both. You, you, there's just too much. To, to learn yeah. <clears throat> and keep up. So I decided that I'd, I'd be a decumulation specialist. It, it's, it's like, it, do you go to a dentist when you break your leg? Right, exactly. No, it's a great point. I mean, that's why, you know, I, I like to call you a retirement specialist because, I mean, that is your area. And yeah. finally, we're just about out of time, but how much when you look at the strategies you should employ for where we are now or where we think we're going to go, how much, how accurate is history as a, as a gauge? I think you have to be very, very careful uh, about, about, uh, about historical uh, performance. It's not enough to, to put that warning, uh, and we do all the time. Uh, but you you have to you have to say, um, you know, if is this going to reoccur in, in the exact same way? And, yeah. and the answer has to be no. Uh, it, you have you can you need to you need to be, look at past performance, but you also have to look at future future performance. The mar the market is based on on the future. The market is discounting so much uh, of, of 2022. It's, it's a wipeout year so far as the market is concerned. They're, they're into 2023 and 2024. And, and the, 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 mark, the market is, is looking at a binary choice. Is the danger coming from the Federal Reserve or is the danger coming from what the market itself is doing? And, and that's the binary choice that that's being discussed on Wall Street right now in the trading houses and the capital management uh, marketing firms, the capital management and the wealth management firms. That's that's the binary choice mm -hmm. that people are trying to sort out right now. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll go on this journey together, Fred, and and track 2022 and of course you're going to stay on top of it too with great advice on this podcast on the companion video series we'll get together next week and do this all over again absolutely i'm looking looking i'm looking forward to getting together i'm not looking forward to yeah. the amount of blood that's going to be in the oh my gosh on what's street. to come no uh -huh. doubt yeah we don't know what's coming but we will we'll track it we'll stay with it too and thanks for staying with us too on the podcast money matters usa
Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell in any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.